Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the Experts Podcast. Those little few voices that you heard during the introduction are from my co-host and my <laughs> guest because, again, another error in my inability to run the production side of this podcast. Look, there are a few weird gremlins going on in the studio today. Let's just put it that way. Well, there's gremlins going on every week, Calms, if that's the case. <laughs> I'm not very good at this, but uh, it's very funny. Hey, we're going to talk marketing. We're going to talk... Um, putting your business out there and finding different ways to tell your story. Yeah. And, and in, in this state and in Western Australia, I think what a lot of people go to and a lot of people see as the big marketing firm is Bonfire. Yeah, let's talk to Mrs. Bonfire, shall we? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she doesn't have the she quite the that. surname Bonfire, but her, her surname is Bonham yeah. and her name is Hayley. Hello, Hayley. Welcome to the show. Hi, Nick. Hi, Carmen. Thank Hello. you for inviting me on the show. And you did nail the name. I know we talked oh. about that earlier. Mm. Is it Bonham? Is it Bonham? Is it Boneham? You got it. Boneham. Yeah. Who would really go with Boneham? Well, we do Boneham. Like yeah. the, 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 we, we de- Around Christmas time, we do. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but it's like Bonham. Bonum. Yeah. yeah. No relation Silent to Bonfire, though, I'm afraid. No. Yeah, it's what? just a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, I wondered that if it was a play on your last name. No, not at all. So no. is that part of how you got the gig? You know, they saw I, your name? I reckon name? it was probably a prerequisite. They <laughs> went, oh, yeah, it sounds like you'd fit in here with your surname. So, yeah, maybe. So how do you be a marketing manager to a marketing company? Good question, Nick. Look, I think um, it's no different to any other corporate organisation, right? There's a need to grow and develop the business um, and sales and marketing functions are really important to, to do that. So um, I think historically agencies haven't really done that. We've started to see that a little bit more in WA in the last couple of years, um, but they've kind of relied on referrals um, and, and their kind of networks. But now as we want to tap into new markets, we want to scale up. Um, it's really important to have a function that is their priority is to market the business and and bringing new business, so yeah, there's a, there's a need for a for a, a function to do that. Well, I think we need marketing is required in all elements of, oh, of yeah. business. I mean, uh, I think with the smaller of the businesses, though, a lot of the business owners themselves are also the marketing managers as yeah. well. You kind of figure they can take care of it. <laughs> yeah, but that's but probably mistakenly. They read a couple of books on marketing and thought, "Yep, yeah, we, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can do this." And it is. It's a shame. It's sort of the thing that gets relegated to. Can I just try and do this myself for free? Yeah. What yeah. are some of the pitfalls that you see with doing that? Um, look, I think it's having that knowledge and understanding of it. Um, also trying to wear too many hats. I'm sure you both know as, as business owners, you can't do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you just don't have the time. Even if you are capable, you just don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really should just be outsourcing important parts of your business to experts that do it daily and have experience doing it. 
So, so Bonfire have cleverly done that when they brought you in. <laughs> and we do want to talk about your experience, you know, as a bit of a, a wrangler to media, helping your clients get to media. But can we talk a bit more about your relationship there at Bonfire? Um, how long have you been with them and, and when did they make that decision to bring in a marketing director? Yeah, so I've been at Bonfire for just over two and a half years. Um, previously, they did, they've they had a, a marketing function for a number of years now, probably one of the first agencies to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the business was growing. We're now uh, 2022 and we're over 50 staff operating wow. out of Subi. Um, so we wanted to scale the business up. Clients are, we're now over 200 clients. Um, and so we really just wanted to to scale up and and we needed more resources in that team. So I came on just before COVID Mm -hmm. uh, in 2020. (laughs) Starting time to start is the story. Well, I tell you what, if you can work during the COVID period and make it happen and Mm. operate, I think you Mm. can do anything. Absolutely. It's just, well, we're marketers. We wouldn't be very good marketers if we weren't agile and we couldn't evolve and move quickly, right? So that was a good test. But spot on, but it's also in an environment that actually um, businesses would have been seeking out your help and support because there's never been a time like it. Yeah, absolutely. I think when it first hit, um, every, there was so much uncertainty. So everyone just kind of wanted to stop. Generally in a business, um, when you're going through a challenging time, the first thing that kind of stops is is marketing and, and staff. And public um, relations. And public relations. Media. Yeah, all, all of media that Media monitoring. <laughs> all, of the, all of the support things. The most important things, things but they don't necessarily see that. So that was, yeah. was kind of the first thing to happen. And so we kind of just educated our clients and said, look, um, w- pause. But it's it's really important that you don't switch off um, because we know from, you know, this is the first time we went through this pandemic, but we know from, you know, previous years going through this type of thing that the businesses that come out stronger on the other side are those businesses that continue to um, market themselves. Um, and so... It, there was that education piece, but then there was also, okay, well, we're not, it's not really um, sensitive for businesses to go out and market and sell in the way that they were pre-COVID. Um, and so I think a lot of that changed. So in terms of empathetic marketing um, and, and you know, just reassuring customers um, and how to help them navigate their way through that pandemic was was kind of the focus i think if you pause or stop the messaging it almost would have been a suggestion there that you've given up and also to you are no longer relevant yeah and i think that was what we noticed as well particularly with from a media stable perspective if the Mm -hmm. experts and and the commentators sort of got in their bunker and and hid away and thought that they could ride it out for the next year 18 months two years they were very sorely mistaken. Because yeah, because you're not—you're looking like you're not one of us. You're well, sort of looking better than us if you're not part of the conversation anymore. Never has there been a greater opportunity to tell your story mm. to an audience that is more um, in need and mm. more has an appetite for this kind of content or messaging. Yeah, it, it, it was a wonderful time, I would have imagined. If if you, but I guess that came from a from a marketing perspective. You had to educate mm. your clients to actually understand that. Absolutely. And other WA businesses as well and uh, other, you know, pe- our industry peers as well because it was new for everyone. Um, so we're all kind of navigating this together. But we were also quite fortunate. We're in the online space, so digital marketing, performance marketing. Um, so you don't need a brick and mortar store to to 
you know, exist. Mm. Um, and so it was around, you know, a lot of companies did then go online, um, have e-com stores and stuff like that, thought outside the box. Um, and it was just all of us, I think, going through that together. Yeah. Well, from a digital marketing perspective, must have almost been a perfect storm of opportunity <laughs> yeah. because we couldn't physically go down yeah. to Karen Up Shopping Centre and purchase Correct. our mm. spandex. What well, I just learned that one. They're um, called Spanx. Then them too. And <laughs> you had to order online yeah. or you were searching mm. for content, information, news yeah, online. Absolutely. I mean, we were seeing a mass emergence of traditional media being more important because it was trusted and it was also too. Good news source. Where yeah. people were seeking information and content. Mm. But if you still want to buy or needed to purchase, um, digital marketing would have been essential. Absolutely. For both, I think, because some brands, they do have a need to educate as well, depending Mm. on the industry. Um, You also had the building industry, um, which we were receiving all of the grants for the government. So, um, and they were going gangbusters. Yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, just it really depended on the industry and what people were looking for and, and what now what they were doing online. You mentioned empathetic marketing as yeah. being the, the the choice during the COVID times, and I imagine that we still need to have an element of empathetic mm. marketing. Do any good examples come to mind of, of clients of yours, or even anything that you saw at a, at a greater level of people really getting that empathetic messaging right? Um, look, I think oh, you put me on the spot here for an actual example, but look, <laughs> I think, um, and I think it's here to stay, right? I think. Um, People cottoned on to companies that were like, you know, buy my product, buy my yeah. product, you know, in their face because they were like, I'm got what we're going through is a lot here, you mm. know, I'm separated, we're separated from families, we've got all this business pressure, mm-hmm. um, and so I think that has changed the way we now communicate and what our comms are to people now yeah. for, for forever because people are switched on and people actually don't have any um, trust or patience for for companies that still kind of kind of do that so yeah mm, definitely yeah, our bullshit radar is a lot oh, higher. It is a lot yeah. higher. I, I, you know what? I think most brands that actually were tackling it and getting out there did a pretty good job. I I, I was fairly critical of the West Australian government and its approach to to the way that or its narrative and its uh, the way it was scaring us and the, the lockdown and the fear talk yeah. um, got to a point. But then mm. I was also saying that not knowing too what tomorrow looked like. You know, mm. we none of us really knew what the next day looked no. like or what the future looked like. We yeah. were all doing this pretty much without a manual yep. and hoping that we're doing the right thing. So I know I was very critical of the state government around that, but also to realise that, you know, they – you know, they're not experts in this space either. Mm. But I was really impressed with a lot of businesses that got up and said, hey, we're with you too. Mm. Um, it's not like we're all in it together. I think that was one mm. of the worst campaigns going around yep. because we weren't all in it together. Quite out of touch there. I think. Yeah. Slightly out of touch. But I think, you know, we, we saw a lot of um, businesses that realised and woke up and said, we need to talk. We need mm. to talk to our customers. We need to talk to our future customers. And a lot of that was done digital. Mm. Uh, marketing space, also in traditional media, and also to in mainstream uh, editorial space where they were least mm. connecting and saying, we're still up, we're still around, uh, we're moving. Mm. Now, Hayley, you recently did State of Social 22. You got up yes. and had a chat, uh, <laughs> and I, I dare say that would have broken you out of your comfort zones a little. Uh, what was that like to, to talk to 600-plus delegates yeah. at uh, Optus Stadium? 
Yeah, look, that was my first conference and uh, that's probably the most people I've spoken to before. So it was a little bit daunting. It wasn't, I'm not quite sure it was 600, but um, <laughs> it was a, a lot of people, that's for sure. Um, yeah, look, I was talking about consumer motivations and what motivates people to purchase one product over another, um, which I'm really passionate about and I hope other marketers are passionate about. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was a great experience. But well, uh, I hope I other heard. marketers are passionate about it because if they're not, they're not actually doing their clients That's any, right. any exactly. good. <laughs> what what are some of these I was in the presentation, yeah. but let's talk about them again. What what are some of these X factor you know, elements that help us choose. I think you gave some good examples like Coke over Pepsi. Yeah, look, I think um, so. So naturally, there's. Um, I'm like, we're going to go into the presentation now. Yeah. Um, look, naturally, people have have a need for something, which is why they're going to buy a product, right? Mm. But why would they they pick one brand of over another? You know, that water bottle over another mm. water bottle. So there's there's some motivators. Um, in that and so really I was just talking about to find that out you really need to do some qualitative research Mm. so that's going back to your focus groups your surveys that type of thing to actually understand why people do what they do Mm. so there's a lot of data online that will look at their behaviors online but that doesn't really tell them the why yep um and a lot of the time people don't know the why um I think I, you know, I quoted in the presentation, 95% of purchasing decisions are unconscious. Yep. Yeah, we, don't, so, we couldn't so we don't tell know. you personally, could we? No. There's just something innate, I guess, that just kind of happens. Yeah. I can tell you where 95% of my purchases come from. It's how yeah. cheap it is, yes. Is so that all you're focused no, on? I mean, no. you say that initially, yeah. but if we were to unpack that, it'd yeah. go a little bit deeper. I know, I yeah. know. <laughs> I'm only kidding too. My purchasing isn't, isn't the greatest. But I think that does go back to media and its audiences. In fact, you know, mm-hmm. that qualitative research around who are we talking to? What do they want? What do they need? Yeah. And I think that is a big thing for all experts and commentators out there is to really go back and have a look and say, you know, I know I've got a message to tell, but really what does the audience at the other Mm. end need to hear or need to know? Yeah, that's true. And I think we don't do enough of that as experts and commentators and we just realise that um, that we we think we've just got to stick to that one message, a bit like Mm. businesses just wanting to sell, but hey, what what does your consumer at the other end want? Absolutely. What do they need? That's the fundamentals of marketing, right? Yeah. So there's been a lot of change in, in marketing and trends and innovations and, and platforms, etc. But the fundamentals haven't changed. And two key fundamentals are what are you selling and who are you selling it to? Yep. Mm-hmm. And it actually still amazes me how many businesses are really not clear on that. If you are clear on that, mm-hmm. you'll be able to navigate the pandemic mm. and uh, new marketing trends um, and challenging times. Um, our, the audience is 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 most important. So yeah, yeah. You, you, who are they? But also, where are they? What are they doing? Um, yeah. And so you mentioned qualitative research is the best yeah. way to get that happening. Can you give us some strategies to do that at different levels of business? You know, for you yeah. sort of solo entrepreneur right through to big business, what are the best ways to ask those questions and get that, that qual data? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think if you're starting out or you have a no budget or a very small budget, start with your existing customer base. So it might be just a feedback survey. Yeah. Mm. But instead of just asking them to rate, this product or rate our services 
actually ask them some questions around, you know, why did you purchase this mm. and, and how did you find this and how did it make you feel and, and try and uncover those types of questions and then just keep gathering that data and then you keep putting that data together and you've got, you know, y- you can start there and kind of build out. It's amazing yeah. how many businesses don't do yeah. that. I mean, no. and, and by just asking your audience or asking your customer, why? Why do you mm. do this? Is there, could you have gone somewhere else? Could you have done something differently? Whatever that might be. But I think they're afraid of the answer. Mm. And and sometimes the answer is everything here. Yeah. So valuable. It's so valuable. valuable. Is there anything I could have done better for you? Correct. It's a really important question. And the one now that I felt so awkward about asking, but now I do ask, and all my clients know this, why did you want to work with me? Specifically, I know what you know, comes that data. You know the answer to that because you're bloody good at what you do. <laughs> but you know, hearing that actually <laughs> reminds yeah. them as well yeah. why they're there. But that suddenly that's your X factor. That's your thing. And I think with a product or anything, you know, knowing why we choose that one specifically in the eyes of the audience member yeah. is really yeah. valuable. And you're un- uncovering their motivations, right? Yes. And yeah. then if you keep and you, what you'll notice, the more data you get, you can start to look at trends. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know, the, you know, when, we're not all unique human beings. We don't all have individual, you know, mm. individual reasons for why we do things. We generally kind Follow of have a bit patterns, of a sheet, right? don't we? So yeah. Hayley, this is why we wanted you on the podcast because <laughs> that's the kind of content that does make a difference. Now, mm. trends, you just mentioned trends there mm. and understanding audience, etc., and consumer because trends, if you can identify a trend, that is such a media asset that you can bring to anyone, print, radio, television, because we're fascinated by it. Yeah. We want to know why we do what we do and we want to know if anything's different. Why do you think we get our interest rates um, and the way that they go up and down on who's buying houses and who's not? What's the latest trend in this, this and that? Yeah. It's great content for media. So. Yeah. Again, as a marketer, when you're finding out research like this, and this is to all the experts that are listening to this today, is that find out that kind of content and give us some statistics. Mm. Get some data. Because it not only will improve what you do as a business and, a, and as an individual, you'll, you'll find something you, you can work with in media camps. Oh, definitely. There's a, there's a story waiting to happen isn't there? In so many things, you've just got to get kind of adept at looking for it. Let's talk about some of the clients you've helped engage the media. Who, or What kinds of clients and what kinds of stories have you managed to take to press or TV, radio? Yeah, so look, um, Bonfire is a B2B business in the service industry. So our media needs are probably a little bit different to a lot of other companies. Um, but in my role at Bonfire, we engage the media for brand awareness and to position Bonfire and our senior leadership team as thought leaders in the digital performance space. Um, so media is really good for that. Mm, absolutely. Um, in the, I would have thought Re- I would have thought Ren's hair is good for marketing, good for bonfire. I mean, Tell me about I've, Ren's hair. I've never seen a hair out of place with that man. Really? And, and I've known him for quite many, many years. <laughs> Where did, how does he do that every no, – I we think sh- you have to ask him. I we mean, digress. I don't get that personal with him. <laughs> no. But, yeah, to your point, he does have good hair. So yeah, yeah. Just, just especially nice hair. No, it's just, just, it's just, you got nice hair. It's, it's polished. Good. It's very it's polished. polished. He always looks very professional. He's okay. a he's a, he, a weekly haircut kind of a guy. I reckon it's twice a week. It's yeah. got to be. He's Maybe you can get him on to just talk about hair. His hair. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll move on. So <laughs> going on, so you, you're marketing the leaders of mm. Bonfire yeah. and getting them up and about and out yeah. there. Yeah. Yep. What and sort of qu- what sort of stories do you find that they are suitable for weighing in on? Oh, look, I think um, so. Obviously, what's topical. Mm-hmm. Things that are happening in the industry, trends, that type of thing yeah. as well. Um, but also, 
I think um, just bonfire as you know, we're, we've been around 10 years this year, 10th year anniversary. Oh, another same birthday. Oh, same here we go, the table. big 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that invite. Um, so, so but that, yeah. yeah, go on. Yeah, so I was just going to say, so it's, you know, we've got a lot of authority, we have a strong brand um, and, you know, we need. it's important for us to educate and to continue to educate our audience on, on digital marketing. You know what? I get educated. At least yep. weekly from Bonfire. I do. Yeah. When I go past, if you've <laughs> ever seen the billboard on Hay Street and Thomas Street. Now, if you're West Australian, you're listening to this, you'll know this billboard. It's it's probably the most funny, iconic, and it's smart. It's just a smart use of old media from a digital marketing agency because it's completely off your really yep. the way that you work and operate because the irony the digital ir- marketing agency correct yeah. billboard. Okay. sitting yeah. on a billboard but the billboard's so high profile and mm. just catches you and the content you put up there is so intelligent it's so good and it makes me laugh every single time who does that who writes for that <laughs> and tell me how long is your contract with that uh, billboard because i feel like i've seen it there for the last four or five years yeah so i think we've we've had that billboard for about six years Oof. um we rent that space uh through o media they own that um we have a creative partner that helps us come up with that. I'm not going to mention who because we have a lot of friends in this industry. Yes. I don't want anyone to feel Do they fight out. for the opportunity <laughs> to do it? Because I think for any creative, mm. it's it's also that opportunity yeah. to be there. Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest thing for us in selecting a creative partner is someone that really gets our brand. Yeah. Um, it's really easy for us. You know our brand. You know what we stand for. There's a, a fine line with a lot of those, with that billboard copy. Um, it kind of toes the line and you've got to be careful not to go too far over it. Okay, yeah. can I hear some examples potentially? Can either of you remember oh, something that's been on the billboard? Some, some of them have been a, been a little bit cutting edge and yeah. very close to the line of almost uh, a little bit, Not, well, I won't say rude, but um, getting, getting, getting yeah, close okay. to it. But I mean, they are, I guess, just moments of time, but they seem mm. to be very topical Correct. and very relevant yeah. for the for the time and the period. Mm. Highly unusual. So we, we, we talk through the truth, the, fi- the five elements of a story. You know, yeah. topical, relevant, unusual, a mm. uh, bit of trouble and very human. And yeah. I think you guys do that beautifully. I, I'm actually struggling to think of one right well, off the bat. The, the current one we have now is this time it's Persona. So if you're a Jaws fan, that's a, a line from Jaws. This time it's personal. Oh, um, wow. So is that play, that creative play? But also our audience is essentially marketing managers and CMOs. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're talking to that small percentage. Um, and personas is all about customers understanding your customers right. and that kind of play on words. Mm-hmm. So not everyone's going to get that. They're going to sit at the lights and go, what the hell, you know, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, but but we're, not, we're not trying to talk to you. You know your audience. <laughs> but exactly. You know, but, but yeah. the They'll get it. The fact that you've got them asking, what does that yeah. mean? Yeah. You've achieved everything there. Mm. Because that's the question that most of us want to, who are they? What do they do? Mm. And how can I work with them? Yeah. You know, because it's it just, uh, you know, you know, tap, 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 tap. It might not, they might not get the first billboard. They might not get the second. Mm. But the sixth or seventh one going, oh, crikey, that's good. Yeah. Now, is it, <laughs> is it strategically placed because it's entering into Subiaco or are you sort of, I mean, because yeah. Subi is very much the creative space and creative area yeah. of, uh, of Western Australia. Absolutely. There's a lot of, tra- like, um, 
marketing managers, even business owners going through um, that intersection quite a lot during that time. So when yeah. we first rented that billboard, we looked at that and, and even going into Subi. Um, so that was the reason in initially picking that space. But then the impact that that's had, I mean, we've tried other billboard locations as well, hasn't really had as great an impact. Okay. Um, and so that's just really worked for us. Okay. Yeah. Um, I yeah, love, love, love all this geeking out on marketing <laughs> stuff, by the way. I always feel like I'm learning something when I've got someone like Hayley in the room. Do you get that kind oh, of yeah. opportunity? We're but in marketing school. We are yeah. in marketing school, but I <laughs> yeah. think we're, we're slightly out of our comfort zone because yeah. I think media has always been – we are probably working in the space where good marketing and good creative – is is ultimately what we're talking about in media. Mm. Um, we're, we're sort of that aftermath thought. But yeah. I think as a business owner, and it doesn't matter whether you're a big business, small business, you've got to look at this mm. smartly to tell your story. Because if you're not telling your story well, how can you expect others to tell your story no. moving forward? That's and, right, and I think that's the, that's the big thing. Whether mm. you are a micro business, a one-man one band, one-woman show, um, or you are a multinational, you've got to get this part right. Absolutely. And that means, in your case, going to some digital strategy. We did spend a lot of time talking about a billboard there. But Mm. um, what do you say to people who say, oh, I don't really use Facebook or I'm not into social media. I hate that. I'm not going to do it. And let's Mm. let's debunk this. Mm. Facebook is not digital marketing, is it? I mean, we're not. Why why not? But it it, it isn't. But some people just think it's all Facebook. You've got Facebook ads. Okay. But I I mean, mean, it's, it's, it's a channel. It is it's one, one of the one of many one, channel. one of many yeah. channels. Defi- right. Define the whole shebang. What is yeah. digital well, I, marketing? I would class that as social media marketing or social media advertising. Yeah, because yeah. it's a, a channel that falls into that remit. Um, <clears throat> but I guess I would say to them, well, it doesn't matter what you like. Mm. Where's your audience, and what do they like? You want to talk to your audience. It's the same as media. Correct. Mm. You need to put out an important message, whether you're promoting the business, selling a product. Mm-hmm. Crisis communications, whatever it is, you need to put that message out as efficiently and as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Well, you go to where the audiences are. So if yeah. your audience is on Facebook, guess what? You got to use Facebook. <laughs> you just got to do it. Yeah. And you, you know what? Something else. Right, well, let me just yeah. just. I want to defend what I just said because I think it needs a little <laughs> bit of clarification. In that, a lot of people I talk to, they think that Facebook is it. It's the They're be all doing and end Facebook all. and therefore they've, and therefore done, they've their done digital, digital marketing, marketing campaign. That ain't the case. No. It's just one small element of digital marketing. Thank you, Hayley. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. No, yeah. that's a good thing. I want to go back to that that traditional channels actually. You know, and it's it's the first time this year that I've noticed marketing companies, and I don't know whether Bonfire do, but we did just talk about how you use a billboard. Yeah. Uh, this first year I've noticed uh, digital marketing companies are advertising on radio yes. in Perth. Yeah. And I don't know if that's happened on the East Coast before. Are they particularly good ones though? Um, oh, no, they're probably not as good as Bonfire, no, obviously. Yes. Well, thank but, you. I, but I just wanted to observe <laughs> that, you know, there, there's, there's a mainstreamness mm. that is coming about in digital marketing now. You know, that every company, no matter how big, how small, mm. needs yep. a digital marketing strategy. Yep, and absolutely. that probably wasn't the case before. Is, is, has that changed in your mind? And that's my guess. Is that changed or...? Look, I think, think digital marketing in, its, in some form or another has came out in, I think, 91, 92, yeah, right? right? It's not a, not a new concept. It's been around for years. Mm. But I think um, traditional marketing has been around even longer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and people have a lot of comfort with traditional marketing because although it might be difficult to measure at time, 
um, they understand how it works. <clears throat> so there's a lot of unknown around what digital is, what the channels are, how do you tell ROI, you know, mm, yeah. that type of thing. Um, so I think um, – I was going to say I've forgotten your question. Oh, I guess I, the uh, – well, Or the fact that they, they're, the fact they're consuming – so, so, More oh, of us sorry, need it now. To your point of the radio, that's yeah, right. Um, it seemed, that so, yeah, so I think, look, it, it depends what the – the outcome is, is it is it for lead generation? Is it a brand mm. awareness? Uh, I think radio for some businesses is really, really good at brand awareness. And yeah. perhaps those digital agencies, that's where their audience is. I hope they've done that research. Otherwise, they're wasting a lot of money. Well, but yeah, that's <laughs> it. It seems like a big play for a digital marketing agency to advertise on radio. But it, it now it just occurs to me, though, that more of us need it than ever before. Absolutely. So well, there, there's a lot of companies now. In, yeah. in WA, there's a lot of digital agencies, right? Yeah. They're all trying to build their brand. So how do you build your brand? And just while so. we were speaking there, Hayley, is that I just got an email in from another digital agency saying that my digital marketing could do with an uphaul. <laughs> uh, could do it with a <laughs> oh, bit of yeah. a clean-up. Um, I get it constantly on LinkedIn, <laughs> on every other social media platform. Does Bonfire yeah. do that? No, don't. And that's a good point, I guess. Just those, did Bonfire work out that it actually doesn't work? It yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, it just really doesn't. And look, <laughs> the, the thing is, our industry is not regulated. Yeah. So you've got a lot of different types of people, you know, trying to do that thing, um, trying to adopt different sales tactics. Um, and look, I just think that kind of aggressive um, approach, which is what you're describing, is not really on brand for us. It's yeah. not really yeah. what, what we do. And it doesn't foster trust. You know, the, the, we are all about trust now. And so that's why getting media for your, your leaders, you know, is such an important thing to do. The billboard, those, it, even though it's a savvy product that you've got, you know, traditional avenues are really valuable to you because they're going to build trust in the eyes of your user. Spot on. And I think that the reason I love the billboard is that I chose to enter that area and look mm. up at the billboard and have a chuckle or have a laugh. Yeah. It wasn't pushed on me. It wasn't someone demanding something of me, you know, la, la, la. And it wasn't it's someone insulting you insulting and then trying to yeah. get you on board. Like, yeah. I've had that before. They're like, oh, I noticed how your website's just not as great and exciting as you are personally. I'm yeah. like, okay, well, thanks. But yeah. the number you know. one thing in sales, we, we were always told, if you want to win a client over, don't have a crack or have a go at the work work that was done previously yeah. because the decision maker that made that work is the person that you're very much insulting right there and then Absolutely. Yeah. and you, I think, to your point there, Carms, it's just yeah. get it smart, get it right. Mm. And, I, you know, look, I, I, I think there's a lot of cowboys out there mm. and um, pleased to see that Bonfire is not one of them and uh, no. doing a great job. So what's quickly, what's the future of Bonfire under uh, as their marketing manager? Where do you see a, uh, Bonfire cracking on in the next, uh, well, I won't say two, three years because that's a lifetime away, yeah, yeah. in the next 12 months? Yeah, look, we've, so 10 years this year. Yep. Um, we're over 200 customers with over 50 staff. We're definitely... Um, now I know how Ren can afford his haircuts every <laughs> week. <laughs> Busier and busier. Living hairdresser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so scaling up, diversifying <laughs> our service offering. Um, there's still a lot of clients that we want to work with in WA and, and, and so working working with that. We do have a few things in the pipeline. I won't share them today. Oh, oh. We can't get an exclusive. Share them, get, share them another time. Okay, so we just need to watch the space <laughs> watch at Bonfire. Just yeah. look up for the billboard. It'll always come out <laughs> the billboard. It'll come out there. 
Yeah, good idea. Oh, do a launch on the bill. I'll send you my invoice. Yeah. Okay, well done, Haley. Great to have you on the Experts Podcast. Well done at State of Social. You yeah, did a great job. Good. Thank you. Um, you might not have spoke to six hundred people in that room, but yeah, there were six hundred people sure. there, and it was, uh, and they were engaged. And well done, a bonfire also for supporting what is probably uh, Australia's biggest digital marketing uh, conference, conference yeah. in uh, the Asia-Pacific area. Have done for a long time. Yeah. And uh, and you speak there too, don't you, Carms? Oh, yes. If you've got a, a, you know, a copy of the recordings now, now I am. That's yeah. right. You can watch Haley's presentation. You can watch mine. You know, get Jump involved. Jump on the state of social there. But, but more importantly, if people want to get in contact with Bonfire, mm. and particularly Haley Bonham, Bonham that is, well people. <laughs> How do they do that? Uh, Bonfire, look, you can uh, jump onto the website. We've got a contact form, a phone number on there. Don't me, give me that contact form. Me. Just give us your email address yeah, to say, look, hey, um, get in contact. At, at Hayley Bonham, hit me up on LinkedIn. There you go. Hayley B at bonfire.com.au. <laughs> you can find – I mean, Bonham's pretty uncommon. You'll find me anywhere. <laughs> bone ham. It's ham off the bone. It's bone ham. Well done. Bonham. Bonham. Now there you've you got now, it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was always going to get it wrong. I was always going to get it wrong. Just want to let people know that it's me talking. Hey, uh, great to have your company. Thanks uh, for joining us, Hayley. And uh, another good one, Carbs. Yep, looking forward to next week. Next week when we talk to another media and another expert. We'll see you then. You've been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.